Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, everybody, and welcome to an all-new Third Nerd Podcast. I am your host, Joshua Webb. And, uh, man, we've got a good show for you guys today. And as always, I am joined by my friend, my co-host, my colleague, my my compatriot, my Robin or Batman, whichever one he wants to be. I'm not really a stickler for being a sidekick, uh, as long as I have cool powers. Uh, but joining us on Monday in Australia is our good buddy Adam Howes. Adam, how the hell are you? Good day, guys. I'm very well. Thank you very much for asking. It is not a problem, man. So, so how... How are things down there on this fine Monday? Good weather? It's, it's all right, man. It's a, it's like a it's looking like a fine sort of spring day outside. Um, it's uh, I was I was just uh, saying earlier to our friend Scotty that uh, the uh, winter has subsided and uh, things are starting to look up on the weather front around here. That's crazy to me that your winter has subsided and we're entering into fall. Um, man, it's, the world is a vast place when it when it's put into perspective for you. Ah, certainly is. Certainly is. But, but man, I'm really excited today because we are joined by my friend, a man who does a little bit of everything. I first met him doing stuff for the Marvel Report, which we both still do. Uh, Mr. Clement J. Bryant. Clement, man, how the hell are you today? I'm waking up, and I'm tired. I've been working for the last three weeks, seven days a week, nonstop. I have many projects, pitching on many things that... You know, I can't talk about because it's like being in the CIA. Uh, you know, I look like I'm in the CIA. I sound like I'm in the CIA, but I can't tell, tell people that I am in the CIA. Um, you're, you're, but you're, you're like Jack Ryan. You do logistics for the State Department. Yeah, kind of. Only for <laughs> geeks. But like, so yeah, it's been, I've been really busy just, you know, doing, like you said, everything. Still trying to keep up with TMR, keeping up with... Uh, every fandom out there trying to, you know, stay out of the negativity of what's going on this week, which is unfortunate. Um, but no, man, it's I'm glad to be with you guys, and I'm excited to be talking all about the fandom, the nerd stuff. And, you know, I don't really know sports, but, you know, I can well, look okay. learner, so we'll get there. My, my timeline is telling me that for a comment I said yesterday, I don't know sports either. So, you know... I mean, it takes all kinds, I guess. <laughs> I really don't know. I, but, I, have, I have that to fall back on, people telling me I don't know a damn thing. But, uh, um, you know, man, I, 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 I like what you're talking about with the fandom. I think that's a great place to start. Uh, you know, uh, one of the things that's crazy to me is... Uh, you you know you look at people like uh, was it Kelly Tran um, yeah. 
uh, yep. Ruby Rose, uh, even even though she hasn't been driven off social media, uh, Brie Larson, like um, Ruby Rose, straight out got the role of a lifetime, and and then was subsequently bounced through social media because uh, upset people didn't like it, and they decided to do what people do to women on the internet when they don't like something. When a woman is succeeding. Um, but, uh, you know, Brie Larson, and I actually had to have this pointed out to me because, you know, you look at that, you look at that Captain Marvel trailer, dude, and like, all right, let's, let's be real. That movie looks badass. It looks like it's going to be great. She looks like she is going to be great. The, the look that we've already gotten at her powers, yes. Um, and... Apparently, she doesn't smile enough because when you're in an intergalactic battle, smiling and looking congenial is apparently more important than, say, punching an old lady who happens to be a squirrel on a train. Um, dude, what? Where do these people come Wait. from? Why do they exist? Man, it's like I don't, I don't, I don't know what it is. It's like I spend, professionally speaking, I spend probably 95% of my time on social media and digital marketing, listening to what fans are talking about, whether it's Star Trek, Marvel, Star Wars, uh, you know, any Harry Potter. It's like I understand loving a, loving a fandom so much that you want to be a part of it and understanding and knowing the culture and then loving the characters and loving the storylines. I understand that. But when you start talking about like, oh, why doesn't she smile more? Oh, wait, she doesn't sound like Carol Sue would say something like this. It's like, wait, first of all, the fact that we are getting a Captain Marvel movie with an Oscar winner, let's not forget that. With a prequel that's been compared to like speed that's been based off a of terminator 2 it's like let's be let's be thankful for what we're getting instead of not saying like oh wait she was like like seriously the fact of the matter is before wonder woman came out people were saying okay marvel why the fuck did I, have you made a black widow movie marvel where's the captain marvel movie then you make a captain marvel movie then it's like Oh, she needs to smile more. Or if in the Ruby Rose situation, it's like, oh wait, she's not Jewish, so she shouldn't be in the fucking role. It's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like I've heard like, like and like, look, it's called acting. Now I'm not saying I'm not saying that you I'm not saying anything of like I'm not trying to sound completely one sided because there is merit to that, but at the same time. If she doesn't have a problem with it and she understands the role, like she said, that they understand what they're talking about, but she's still excited about the role, let her take on the role. Let her try it. And if she's bad at it, that's one thing. If it's a complete travesty, that's one thing. But before you've even seen a project, before you've even seen something get off the ground with the legs, it's like, I already hate it. Mm. Like, I saw, like, people were actually dropping the catch out other. It's like, oh, wait, she was miscast. Realized she was miscast. So I was like, you haven't seen any of the movie. You've seen probably, let's be honest, you've seen maybe less than 5% of what the actual movie is going to be. 
And, and you know what? I had people in my timeline, because Feige's already said that when she enters into the MCU, she's going to be the most powerful Avenger. And people were straight up in my timeline saying she had to earn it. Like, they shouldn't just give it to her. She should have to earn it. And I'm like, are you saying that she should have to earn a fictional, like, unofficial pound-for-pound pound title? Like, do you... Do you hear the words coming out of your mouth? Like, wh why does it matter if she's the most powerful Avenger? Like, in truth, in the comics, she is. Like, she is. She and, is. Wait, and, and she's a woman. Yeah. Now, look, I like, like, I'm all about feminine power because, look, I'm completely level with you. One of the strongest people that I know is my mother. Okay, she is one of the strongest people that I have known that I will continue to ever know. So the fact that your most powerful Avenger is a woman who's who's like part human, part Kree, that's amazing. That's like along the lines of what Wonder what DC's doing with Wonder Woman right now. So honestly, STF you about it. Not you guys, but general fandom about just saying. Oh wait, she's a woman. She shouldn't be the most popular Avenger. She needs to smile more. I'm like, the fact that she is the most powerful Avenger is dope, and the fact that that um, Fury had the call on Captain Marvel at the end of Infinity War because he knew shit was going to, was done and messed up should say everything that you need to know about this. The the whole the like, whole the whole small. So sorry to cut you off there, Claire. I'm. I'm like oh, no, you good. I'll, I'll I'll be honest. Like I, I missed. I didn't. I didn't hear about the the smiling thing um, until just recently, and like that that boggles my mind. Like that, that people can just be so trivial about something that they've seen in a what two and a half three minute trailer. Like smiling. We're talking about smiling. Like I feel like getting on a full Alan Iverson rant right now. Like smiling. Like it's, <laughs> like that, that's that's crazy. Like. like like seriously, like just 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 look at what we're getting, like in terms of the product, like, and, and then uh, it's just like, oh my god, we're talking about smiling, like, like there's bigger fish to fry, you know what I mean? Like, and I'm not, and I'm not right. even a, a, I'm not even a Captain Marvel fan. Like, and this is the thing, like, you know, in terms of that character, like, I never gravitated towards it in any of its incarnations over the years. But that trailer, watching that trailer and her and Brie Larson in that role, that's got me excited about the character, and that never happened before. So you know, like people, people just gotta chill, man. She's she's like, one just, of my favorites. Like, I've got her tattooed on me in my own personal Infinity War sleeve. That if you want to check it out, you can go to my Twitter page. It's the pinned tweet. Uh, but. Uh, I've, I've always loved her, man. I uh, about the only time I didn't love her was Civil War Two, where I was like, "Really, Carol? Like, we didn't learn anything from the first go round." But um, yeah, I've I've always I'll loved give you her. That. I, I I think she's a fascinating character. I, I I love her backstory. I love her rogues gallery. Um, I, I love the tie-in with with the X-Men and specifically uh, Rogue. Um, you know, I I I love the various different uh, 
roles that she's played, whether it be, uh, you know, just the leader of Alpha Flight, whether it was Warbird, I, I think that she is easily as interesting as any of the Avengers that are currently cast just based on, on merit alone. Like, it's not like they went out and were like, all right, Jubilee, you're getting your own movie. You know, it's like, look, I would understand if that were the first, you know, I mean, not that they, they couldn't do it anyway, because Jubilee is an X-Men, but, but, you know, pick, pick some random female character that they could have put, you know, in, in, in the movie instead of somebody, say, like a Carol Danvers, and maybe I would understand some of these points. But Carol Danvers has and just continues to be in the Marvel timeline one of a badass character and one of the most powerful. So I, I just don't get it, man. The, the, I, I, my, my friend Lauren uh, Ingram, not Ingraham, Ingram, uh, but uh, you should know her, Adam. She's she's down in Australia, I believe, Canberra. Uh, okay. But um, she she tweeted like last night. It was uh, something about the Doctor Who trailer. It was like, wow, uh, a clip was posted uh, to YouTube of the uh, 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 for the uh, uh, first episode of the new Doctor Who. And all of the comments are positive, including people saying, like, I was wrong. I thought the role was miscast and I was wrong. And I'm like, I, I treated her back. I'm like, I call bullshit. There's no such thing as a woman doing something great and receiving praise on the Internet. Like, it doesn't exist. I mean, <laughs> I mean it does. If you're talking about, like, with Gal Gadot in Wonder Woman, people love her. People like, I haven't heard one bad thing about Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman since the movie came out. Um, if anything, like, people are criticizing DC about hinging their whole strategy around Wonder Woman, but that's what they should do. Um, yeah, right. like, 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 let's be honest. Marvel didn't do it, so that's DC's advantage. Yeah, so, true. Marvel didn't sit, didn't sit there and was like, hey, we should have our whole universe around a powerful female. DC realized it quickly and was like, okay, that's the whole reason why we're getting a superhero movie. So, like, and, like, I'm just, like, like, I am not a fan of looking gift horses now because, honestly, we could be back in the Batman and Robin days. We could still be there. And we could still be talking about bat nipples. We could still be talking about um, <laughs> bat you know, nipples. All the sports <laughs> just really crappy lines and the and the ice puns. It's like, like, a freeze you know, is coming. The freeze is coming. Chill. Like, like, I'm like, okay. Like, I was like, I'm like 15 years old watching this. I was like, okay, I'm enough. I'm, I'm, I'm over it. But in the last 10 years, come up movies have come so far. And if it wasn't for movies like Wonder Woman and Black Panther, and even the first Iron Man movie, wouldn't have what we have today. Yeah. People who are not comics fans are now going back and reading the comics because they want to know more about where these characters come from. And how much of a and cultural touchstone... I want to ask you, because, you know, just being a white dude, like, I love Black Panther on, on merit, but I also understood all the subtleties that, that Ryan Coogler was trying to put forward 
with his telling of the story and how he shuttled it into the new era. I uh, I think between that and Cloak and Dagger, there's probably some of the most powerful work that Marvel has done. Um, and, and, and oddly enough, you look at both of them are centered around, well, in Cloak and Dagger's case, half centered around uh, uh, black individuals, African individuals, African American individuals, um, and and I I find that personally compelling. I don't think it gets talked about enough. But for me, it's it's hard to say that Black Panther meant anything more than oh, awesome. I get to see one of my favorite Avengers in his own movie. I get to see Wakanda. I get to see vibranium for you it would probably be much much different black panther the film the film uh yeah what what did it mean to you to me well it i look at things because i am i do i do a lot of this for a living so it's like i look at things three ways i look at from a business point of view i look at it from a fan point of view then i look at it from a cultural point of view um so culturally, it made a lot to me because I grew up with Black Panther. I like grew up like sketching out Black Panther. My dad's an oil painter and a graphic um, and a graphics artist for the military. So I grew up like him, like te- like sketching like Black Panther out, sketching like what I envisioned what vibranium would be. And for me, seeing all that come to a point, come to a point where you know we have a movie th- in movie theater here in LA called the ArcLight. Every theater was booked out on opening night for Black Panther. You never see that, especially in theaters in LA. So the fact of the matter is that hit, and I like it was a very emotional time for me because I saw that. I was like, wow, this is actually happening. Business-wise, now movie studios are like, okay, now maybe black-led cast movies can open up internationally. Like it's broken barriers. And it's about time that it should have. And then just as a fan, I felt like it hit, it came to a really high point. It came to a high point before what Infinity War was. It was like an Infinity War precursor, which, I mean, that's actually what it was. But, like, emotionally, to me, it was like a precursor to Infinity War because it was such a big deal. And I feel like they released Infinity War earlier because they didn't want to lose that shine off Infinity War from what Black Panther was going to take away from. Um, so like it hit all that kind of, it hit all three of those for me. And then just Black Panther alone, I just feel very, I was very invigorated by it. I was like, okay, finally, now we're going to see this. And I remember I actually went to it on opening night and I danced with Rosario Dawson coming down the movie theater. She was there and she was in tribal gear. Me and my girlfriend danced with, tribal dance with Rosario Dawson in the, uh, in the lobby of the Arclight. And she was, like, all about it. And she's from Luke Cage. So, like, I I just, like, I love it so much. And, like, I'm going to go see it again tonight. Speaking of it, I'm going to see it again tonight. So, I think Ryan Coogler brought a lot to the movie. And so much so that when you go back and watch it multiple viewings, you'll get, there's multiple levels. Like, the last battle of the movie takes place on an underground railroad. And I didn't realize that until my Oh, wow, man. That's crazy. You just blew Think my mind with that. 
Yeah, that's crazy. So like, it's like, 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 just like cultural stuff like that, or you're talking about Killmonger talking about there's a lot of people like us who can't defend themselves around the world. And then you, when you're black, you understand it's like he's not just talking about white; he's talking about black people. We're talking about underserved communities and being like enslaved, and also like having to play second fiddle to other races. And like to me, it's like I'm not the most political. Ba- I'm not the most political person, and I'm not the most forward-thinking person on race. Like it's like I mean that from a way of like. I understand race. I understand there's cultural things to it, but it's not the only thing that I see. I take note of it, but it's not the thing I don't, when I'm walking past someone, I don't think, oh, wait, that person is Asian walking down the street. I think, okay, this person's walking down the street. You know what I mean? You get, you get what I'm saying? So like, but then you take it to like a black, to like the black community and all of seeing all of these races in there and all these different tribes and seeing the way they talk to each other, the way they respect each other. Like, even though M'Baku and T'Challa were on opposite sides, there's an understanding there that they're both, that they're both black men trying to fight for a better world and trying to fight for the community, trying to fight for the tribes. Like, stuff like that is deep. So, in a nutshell, I love Black Panther. Um, and you just, like, you're going to, like, start seeing that a lot more. So... I'm excited. I'm excited for the future. What what it means to that? Yeah, it's very cool, man. It's very cool. <laughs> Sorry for the long windedness, but no, but no, I, no. You you. It was, I didn't, it was like that underground railroad thing blew my mind. I was like, holy crap! I didn't. You know, I thought <laughs> I thought I got a lot of the references and and you know, but but I think that's you know for me that's the thing. I I I've questioned how. I can just go back and watch any of these Marvel movies in the MCU like dozens of times. And that includes The Incredible Hulk with Edward Norton. I, I know people don't necessarily care for it. I thought for what we'd seen in the Eric Bana movie, uh, which was not Eric <laughs> Bana's fault. Yeah, I'm not going to blame him for no, that no. one. But, uh, no. you know, I, I actually thought that in terms of getting a film off the ground, having it be somewhat true to the source material, uh, it, it it followed, man. It followed. And, and if you had Mark Ruffalo in that movie, I don't think people would have cared. You know, <laughs> I just I, I, I don't know. I, I thought it was a fine film, but. But uh, I've always questioned how I can go back and watch these films over and over and over again. And it's because every time I do, I see something I didn't know before. And it's just these repeated viewings. It opens up a different... You watch movies from different perspectives. You watch them in different moods because you're like, okay, I'm down. You know, I'm going to sit here and pay attention to this character the whole movie because I've seen it enough times that I don't need to worry about it. But... uh, Every time I watch him, I, I, I find something else. And I think it's really cool that they have all these different directors all telling their stories. Like, you know, Ryan Coogler told just such a powerful story, an amazing story. And it was his own story. And at the same time, you know what? It fit perfectly in with the MCU. It followed straight into Infinity War. Marvel has truly created a concept that thus far, not a single, single other Hollywood entity has been able to replicate on the big screen, though DC continues to try. 
um, they just not had the same success with their films that Marvel has either critically or financially. Um, and, and so I, I think that's part of what, and I, you know what, I, I don't know if Carol, if, if, if Captain Marvel is going to, is going to break, uh, Black Panther records. Cause let's be real. The culture knows how to support their own. Um, but true. I, I, women know how to support their own too. So it'll be interesting to see if it means, cause, cause I think the difference, somewhat of the difference between uh, Black Panther and Carol Danvers is I'm not, this isn't to say that some woman didn't grow up idolizing Carol, because I'm sure that's entirely possible. But when it came, when it comes to superheroes in a powerful position, there were more white women to choose from than there were black men to choose, or black women to choose from. So black Black people here in America, they grew up with T'Challa because that was the representation. Whereas you have Kitty Pryde, you have Jean Grey, you have, you know, you could list off all these. So Carol Danvers is going to be a huge, uh, I I think there's going to be tons of success there. I'm personally going to go see the movie at least about five or six times, probably more. I mean, yeah, I mean... I'm with you. It's like, I don't think it's like, I don't, I think it's going to come close to hitting Black Panther Records. I don't think it's going to surpass it. Not mm-hmm. because it's not a female led movie, just based on, but just like early feeling, understanding what the response was to that trailer. Because when the Black Panther trailer came out, everybody was talking about that trailer. Everybody and their mom has been talking, was talking about that trailer. I haven't seen the same sort of sentiment with Captain Marvel. I think. From what I've seen and what I've heard, people are like that's a really good trailer. Brie Larson, she's a great actress. Um, I don't know much about the character, but I want to see more about it. I want to know what more. So what? That's what I think. The general consensus: if you're not a fan of the MCU or the DCAU, or you know, start or any fandoms, like the general audience is just kind of like, I want, I need to see more. But like yeah. with Black Panther, it was more of like, oh my god, I gotta go see that movie. That's going to be amazing. And I also do you, think. Do you think it uh, helps, Black though, Black. that they dumped T'Challa into Civil War prior to. That's actually what I was about to say. Because they had a two year head start. They had a two year head start with Black Panther. Because when Civil War came out, when everybody left, no one was talking about Cap. No one was talking about Bucky. Everyone was talking about Spider Man and Black Panther. They're like, I got to see more of those people. So, like. That's what I feel like the child had. And I feel like they were trying to do the same thing with Fitting War, but they couldn't work three slash Captain Marvel into the first one. So with that post-credit scene was kind of that supposed to be like that little bit of a head start. So they saw that beeper on the ground. They were like, what is that? It was supposed to lead them to it. So like, I feel like the same sort of sentiment isn't there. Not saying that people aren't excited about it, but more just saying like, I need to see more of what this is going to be. Yeah. So I think it's going to be successful. Of course, it's going to be successful, but it's just like I don't think it's going to surpass what Captain Marvel, what Black Panther did. But who knows? I could be wrong, and I hope I'm wrong. Well, speaking so. of movies that don't uh, don't quite have the buzz that, that that the studio or the actors would hope, Adam, why don't you lead us into a little discussion on Venom? Venom. All right, so 
Um, my initial thoughts when that when the first trailer hit, I was like, yeah, I don't know about this one. I don't know. Um, since then, since then, I'm like, I don't know. I, I, I sort of might have changed my tune a little bit, but hard to say at this stage. Um, I, I want I want that film to do well. I want that character to do well. Um, you know, him and I go way back. Uh, I can remember when you know he first sort of came on the scene, and uh, yeah, like I watched the, I watched I watched the other the, the most recent trailer again uh, today, and um, it, it has some promise, but I I, I don't know I I, I just want to I just want to see uh, want to see what happens on opening day. It's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see. If the audience takes to it, if it's going to tick the boxes for the fandom, um, has it been given its rating yet? Is it? Did it get it? Did it get a, It's PG thirteen. Is PG-13. it? PG thirteen. Yeah. Even here in the states, it's PG thirteen. Look, yeah. th- th- this is the thing. I think yeah. all comic book movies, save for Deadpool, should be PG thirteen. But even Deadpool is doing the smart thing in creating a PG thirteen copy. A it serves two purposes in my mind. One, they show that Deadpool can be viable in a PG-13 world if Marvel refuses to do anything R-rated under their banner even after they acquire the product. And two, it allows Venom to be uh, uh, overseas, international in China without that R-rating. Yeah. More money. Oh, of course, one hundred percent. The China, the Chinese market is huge now, especially for superheroes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. It's like I've heard. What's interesting is I've heard good things about Venom from my journalist friends. Like they've been like, "Wasn't bad. It was actually pretty good." The marketing doesn't suggest that though. So, mm-hmm. and I look at like I said earlier, like I kind of inferred earlier, like. I look at everything from a business point of view, especially when it comes to a comic movie, and I've been kind of, like, not responding to the marketing. I would like, I look at the tagline, I look at the billboards here in the States, and I'm like, uh, I don't know about that. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, I just, like, I, I, like, drive down Westwood here in L.A., and I'm like, I see, I see the, I see, like, the key art, and it looks, like, overly photoshopped. It doesn't look natural. It doesn't look like something like and i'm like and i love venom i love venom venom's been one of my favorite anti-hero slash villains since i was like five six years old but you know the world doesn't need any more superheroes than what their tagline is and i'm just like eh, okay <laughs> like but i like that's my response and i'm not i don't want to be a hater about it that's just like my first yeah. instinct exactly so, yeah like I'm just like I've heard good things about it, but at the same time, the whole turn the wind line, I'm like, uh, I <laughs> I don't know. It, I feel like it's just like it's one of those big question marks. And I heard today that it has post credit scenes on it too. Two, uh, yeah, so, two of them. I, I like I like I like it's just like we had Brandon I, Davis oh, yeah. from a comic book on here. And uh, he also, uh, <laughs> he hinted, but it was a pretty, it was basically him saying without saying that Carnage is in it, it well, Cletus Cassidy is in it. 
Um, so, I mean, come on now. Like, they're not going to do Venom without not without doing without not hitting a cart. But mm. can we? Can, I, I got questions, man. I have questions. Okay. I feel like if there's another movie that should warrant an R rating, it's Carnage. I don't know how you pull off a PG-13 movie around Carnage. And, and, and I say this as somebody who is a ridiculous Carnage fan. Like, there is Carnage crap all over my room, all over this house. Like, absolutely one of my favorite characters in Marvel. Would love to see any movie with him playing a strong role in it. I'm just curious how you do a serial killer in a PG-13 world. I like I don't know. And a mass murderer. And that's the thing. It's like, like if we're talking like if we're if there's like if there's anything like tone wise to compare what Carnage would be on the mass murderer vibe, it's the Punisher. Right, yeah, and so even though that it wasn't a movie, the Netflix series Punisher was violent AF. Let's be honest, it was violent, yep. it's the most violent Netflix Marvel character, and like it's great. I love the Punisher, I love the, I love, the, I love that season. It's violent stuff. So when sure Netflix, lie. when the shooting happened. Happened last year. The Vegas shooting happened, and Netflix pushed it back. That was the right call. Yeah, it if definitely they was. go about it right, they can do it right. Mm. The thing is with Carnage. Carnage, while Frank Castle is a little bit crazy and a little bit like removed from the earth, Carnage is like another level. Like Carnage's murder kill rate is like six or seven Frank Castles put together. So they can do it. It all depends on the writing. I'm not opposed to a PG-13 Carnage movie, but they have to do it right. Because if they're going to do a Carnage movie, if they're going to bring in the character somehow, that's a whole other discussion that they had to do it right. Because also, they're trying to connect it to Spider-Man now, too. So yeah. it's like, I have, like you, Josh, I have a lot of questions. It just remains to seem like what Sony's doing. Yeah, because I feel like Sony, more than any studio right now, is a big question mark on what their comic movies are and what they're going to be. Because if Venom, let's be real, if Venom tanks doesn't do well, like at this point, like if you're Sony, do you just not look at a couple billion dollar deal with Mar with 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 Disney to sell back Spider Man? I mean, what do you what do you really do at that point? Because Yes, everyone will go see every Spider-Man movie that, that is put out because they know that Marvel has an interest. If it's going to be related to their universe, they're going to have massive input, if not most of the control, even though it's Sony's product. So the question then becomes, how, can, can you just sustain yourself off of those movies and not put out some other stuff because you've got Morbius coming up. And if Morbius is, it, it's got Jared Leto and traditionally speaking, Jared Leto, in my opinion, uh, uh, is a guy that does a lot of strong roles. I mean, um, I didn't personally see suicide squad cause I just, it, it, 
the rate. I really wanted to go see it, and then everyone said don't. So I didn't. Um, okay. It's worth it's worth watching, Josh. Just 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 a quick yeah, one on it suicide. Is. It's worth it's worth, worth watching. Worth, it's worth watching. It's fun. It's a fun film. Like it it copped a lot of flack. But um and you know, it may not have appealed to every DC fan's taste, but like it wasn't it wasn't a turd. Let's put it that way. Like it was, it was no. still, it was fun to watch. You know what I mean? It had its moments. And I think, you know, a couple of the, um, a couple of the, the roles in that sort of got swept under the rug because of the, the backlash about it. Like Will Smith was cool in that film. Um, obviously clearly, um, uh, what's the name? Who played Harley Quinn? Um, uh, oh, Margot Robbie. Robbie. Yeah, like, like, look at her. Look at, look at what happened with her role. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, that's that's well, I sort thought of. She like, was going to be one of the high points. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's like the it has its, it has its low points, but it's definitely worth watching. Anyway, just wanted to say that. Just just drop that in there. Yeah, I mean, uh, if any movie that can make me like Jai Courtney, like, <laughs> <laughs> like I came out movie, I was like. That movie made me a Jai Courtney fan. And I was like, oh, great. Jai Courtney's going to be in Suicide Squad as Captain Boomerang. Now, Adam, do not take offense, okay? But, like, I was like, I don't like Jai Courtney. I just don't like him. But, like, I don't, I don't know why. But then I saw Suicide Squad. I was like, you know what? He wasn't bad. He's was actually pretty good. Yeah, he was so, good in that. He was good in that. He was really good. If anybody, if anybody wasn't good, it's Cara Devil. And it's and I don't blame her. I blame, I, I like I blame I blame the writing for her character. But any other character in the movie is dope. But see Suicide Squad. It's yep. not a turn. It's not horrible. It's it's pretty fun. It's like it's like if the Guardians of the Galaxy were in like on an Earth prison, pretty much. Hmm. That's right. what the vibe. Is. Yeah, I think I think you'll like it, Josh. All right, I. I- I've got no reason not to take you your your word for it, gents. I, I respect both of your opinions when it comes to film and television. So uh, I believe it's on uh, HBO. So I'll I'll, I'll just uh, I'll pop it on one of these days and, and give it a watch. Clem's got me saying, "All right, I'm gonna go because I haven't. I specifically bought a 3D TV because I've been collecting. I have the Marvel Phase One and Phase Two sets." Uh, with the 3D copies, and after that, I just started collecting 3D copies of every movie before I even had a 3D TV, because I was like, I told myself, one day, I'm going to get a 3D TV, and um, <laughs> I, I wound up ordering one off eBay, uh, it was in perfect, it was supposed to be in perfect condition, I got there, it got to my house, and it was just trashed. And the guy didn't, like, the guy, it was all weird, but we ended up having to go through uh, eBay to to get our money back, plus the insurance. Uh, and then I, I wound up going down and buying a 3D TV, and it ended up being 4K, too. It's a really, really nice one. Um, <clears throat> but... Uh, I cannot stop buying 3D copies of Marvel movies. I now actually order one from overseas because they stopped making them here in America. And it left me so bummed. 
So thus far, I've been able to secure 3D copies. Ant-Man and the Wasp had one. We'll, we'll, we'll see how it holds up going forward. I, I think that uh, Captain Marvel will definitely get one, and I can't see why uh, uh, Infinity War uh, or 2 wouldn't get one. So I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, question, question for you. Clem, where, where do you come down on what what do you think is going to happen in in the sequel to Infinity War? We've been trying to get people to go on record. And this isn't this isn't what inside information do you have? This is me saying, tell me tell me your wild thoughts. Like I published mine on TMR before the movie came out, and I crushed it. Like my predictions yeah. were so stupid good. I was I'm I've never really been immensely proud of an article, but that's one where I'm like nailed it. Yeah. So are you asking me or Adam? Oh, I'm asking you. Okay. So A4 is gonna be I I I my relationship with A4 is very, very I, I don't like I don't know because Infinity War I saw Infinity War at a press screening and I came out with my jaw on the floor and I was like I was upset I was I was happy I was depressed I like every emotion under the sun was like my reaction to what Infinity War was so I feel like what they're going to do is Carol's going to come into it Tony's going to be I like I like, but damn it, damn you, Josh! Now, like you got me like tripping over my words. Like I don't, I don't know what's gonna happen. I feel like I feel like they did Infinity War purposely to throw people off to like be like okay because they've gotten so much criticism about being the same movie over and over again. I feel like they did Infinity War to fuck up everybody's thought of what Marvel is or what it what they are. So. I think A4, honestly, I feel like the original six Avengers are going to die. I feel like all six of them are going to die. That's my first, that's like my first prediction. Why are they I feel like all gonna six have... of them, But that's the thing, though, because like, like, that's the, like, I didn't realize it initially after, after I watched it anywhere, War, but like, everybody died except for the original six, Rocket, uh, Captain Nebula. Marvel, of course, because she wasn't in it. And Nebula. So Nebula had to and, exist and because Brody. Tony Stark needs a way home. Right. So, like, I feel like the the original six are going to die or something's gonna happen to them. When you're gonna have a Captain Marvel, the Black Panther, Spider-Man, they're all gonna come back and they're gonna be the new adventures, and they're gonna go forward with that kind of set group going forward for what the eventual movies will be going Like, and I know that's heavy, and they're going and Hawkeye's still in there. Gonna, I feel like they're gonna keep Hawkeye in that movie, and then they're gonna spin him off into doing one of these new shows on the uh, Disney Play streaming service. I think it's gonna be called. So, okay. I feel like that's what's. I feel like that's what's gonna happen, and like. I'm not exactly mad at the original six nine because I feel like it's about time. Except for Thor. Thor See, I feel like dude, Thor can't die. I I feel like they're gonna find some way to kill Thor off. 
I think they're going to just have him go be the ruler of Asgard. Like, I think... I think Thor is going to be like, you know, I I need to step into the role of of the Odin, you know, and, mm. and yeah, I mean, because who, what do you have? Loki's dead, and let's be real, dude. Even Loki's if Loki dead. was, even if Loki wasn't dead, it's not like he's gonna step. In, it's not like he would step into the throne and be some noble ruler. You know what I mean? So wait, okay, I got a question for you. Okay, what? You and Adam, you heard about this Loki theory that's going around? About the TV, the TV show? N- n- no, no like, the fact that, of that like he's the Hulk. But yeah, what? Yeah. So <laughs> what people are saying is that the reason Bruce Banner can't change is because he's not he's he's not the Hulk. He's he's Loki, and okay. yeah, and the Hulk is somewhere else. Uh, okay. It's it, it makes right. it makes a little sense if you go to YouTube. It does. If, if yeah. You go to YouTube and watch somebody explain the the what's it's of 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 why, but um, it uh, it's I don't know, dude. I don't know if I buy that theory because mm. I don't know if I buy it either. Because storytelling wise, that would be so. Like, Marvel's done that already, and it's like, really going to do it again with the same dude? (laughs) I just, I just, it doesn't make sense to me that they do it back to back. Just like it never made sense to me when people were saying the Soul Stone is in Wakanda, and that's what powers everything. And I'm like, really? So they're going to create this magical place in Africa that is always one step ahead of its enemies, never been conquered, never been successfully invaded, and it's all because of a magical rock? No, dude. Like, they're not going to diminish Wakanda or its meaning in any way, shape, or form by <laughs> be tied to the Soul Stone. And sure enough, even though nobody was quite sure what was going to happen with the Soul Stone... I knew that Red Skull wasn't dead like a lot of people did, but I didn't necessarily know if he was going to be in it. I thought it would have been cool. Um, but, uh, you know, I, they, they surely didn't ruin Wakanda or its importance by having it just be a stone. They gave the Soul Stone a much cooler uh, uh, role within everything. Um, yeah. So I think I think if they did that, if, if they did that with Loki, I think it would... Like would diminish the fact that he died at the start of like Infinity War, and it'd be like it's kind of like well, that's a little ho hum, you know what I mean? Like I, I think that'd be silly, like if that was the case. I agree, I agree. Like every like I feel like people want Loki back. Mm-hmm. They want him back because Tom Middleton is so good as Loki. Mm. But I like I'm like when they killed Loki off, I cheered. I was like, yeah, finally. I was like, everyone was like, oh, and I was like, yes! I screamed all out, and people are turning around looking at me, and I'm like, if you didn't think that was cool as shit, I don't know what to tell you, dude. Like, Thanos had to mean business. In what better way to mean business than to just destroy and kill somebody that fans love? Goodbye, Loki. Like, dude, and he told Loki, I said... Thanos was going to kill Loki in my preview because he told him if he failed, he was screwed. And even though Thanos was like a gnat's cock away from giving him uh, another chance, 
Loki went ahead, and it never made sense to me why he tried to stab him, but whatever. Like, I was like, um, really? You're going to try to stab uh, Titan with a, with a blade? I'm like, okay, Loki, that was stupid. You're dead. <laughs> so, I, I, I don't know. But I feel like some way or form, either all six of them are going to die, or like half of them are going to die. Mm. So... Because, like, I thought Iron Man was going to die, and he clearly didn't die. It was like, oh, shit, Iron Man's dead. Bye, Tony. Like, okay. I'm I, I was hoping so, that was the case. And then they didn't do it. So, like, why keep him around? Like, they're probably going to kill him off in the next movie. Because, and then they got to bring back Spider-Man. And especially because Fury isn't Spider-Man Homecoming or Spider-Man Far From Home. Like, Fury... And Hiller and Spider Man. What are you coming out of the rumors with that? That that Stark is going to be dead, uh, and that, that there's there's rumors that the story takes place after. Well, it does take place after Infinity War two, but that uh, Tony is dead, and they're rounding up all the the misplaced Stark tech. Um. Yeah, I, I found found that interesting. I'm like, yeah. Like, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that because like if they do do that, that kind of like the that kind of gives it like an ultimate Spider Man kind of vibe. If they're like if you have Fury and Hill like being the mentor to Spider Man now, that's like that's kinda cool. So I'm yeah. kind of all for that. Pending this whole mess with Mysterio when the rumor is that Hydro Man's going to be involved. So, depending on how they interact with those, they have those villain elements into it, I'm all for it. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that. They, I'm just glad that they're having all of these other characters come up in Spider-Man before they do something as dumb as the Green Goblin again and again. Mm. I mean, it has to end there, and I get that, but I'm as tired of the Green Goblin as as you can possibly be of an enemy. So, and I feel like I agree with you. Like I feel like that's why Amazing Spider-Man Two. I feel like I feel like the villains of that movie were exactly why the franchise didn't go broke. Yep. Well, it would have been fine if they just stuck with and developed out a better storyline for for Jamie Foxx as Electro, and they didn't try and shoehorn in the Green Goblet. It felt very, very... The reason I don't like the Dark Knight is because they really tried to cram in all those enemies at the end, and then they had this stupid pit point, like, this fake ending only for there to be this massive bomb so that we had an extra five minutes of the movie. And it was just like, really, man? Like, how many villains do you want to put in this thing? Like, we needed an Wait, extra Wait, you don't five... like The Dark Knight? No, I, I, I think it's an okay movie, but I dislike... Okay, dude, Bane did so much, and then he was taken oh, out by the press of a button... Oh, you're talking Dark Knight Rises. I was Dark Knight Rises, like, excuse me. Excuse me, Dark Knight like, Rises. The, 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 excuse me, the Dark Knight Rises, the, the final film in the franchise. Uh, they just, yeah. you know, they, they, they put in Talia at the end. 
you know, Bane was taken out by the press of a button. Like, look, dude, Anne Hathaway is badass, but why not just have Anne Hathaway kick his ass? Really? The press of a button? That does such a disservice to her and your villain. Like, she was already amazing in that movie. That end was just nonsensical. Then they tried to put in the scarecrow, and it was just like, really? Really? I, I think I I agree with you. Like, and when they said Marion Marion Cotillard is gonna be in the movie, I was like, okay, she's Talia. Like that was the first thing I said. So like, maybe didn't bother me as much because I already knew what it was gonna be. Like no one told me it. I was like. Okay, you don't get someone like Marion Cotillard in, you know, a Batman movie like that with Christopher Nolan because it's pretty much an art house blockbuster movie. So I'm like, okay, she's either two of one people, either she's Catwoman, Catwoman's already cast, so who else could it be? It's Talia. And like I'm like, okay. So I was like, okay, fine. So they have Talia, Bane, Catwoman. And like I was like, okay, like. It was just like, okay, like, what, what is this going to be? What I didn't get about Dark Knight Rises was the Bane voice. This bomb is mobile! Like, all this right. I'm like, okay. The bomb is like a it, giant, like, Jacques Cousteau the, the, pod. Like, the whole, the whole voice bothered me. I was like, he was like, He's like, darkness will be your ally. Like, I'm like, okay, Bane. Like, you sound like you're constipated, dude. But, like... He tried to be what Thanos ended up being. Dude, Thanos was, like, delivered. Thanos delivered. Dude, I feel like we're leaving Adam out of this conversation. No, no, I'm... I'm, You're not, you're not. I'm just listening. I'm, I'm thinking about, like... The Dark Knight Rises, and it to me, it always has been obviously the weaker of the three films. Um, and like like you guys are saying, I'll, I walked away disappointed from that. I I really like Tom Hardy. I, I like him in a lot of the roles he's been in. Um, in that role, uh, yeah, it it wasn't great. <laughs> um, but Josh is spot on. Like. Like in terms of that, the ending, it just it wasn't great. You know, it 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 did like in terms of it almost feels like Christopher Nolan was kind of like, well, I'm done with this now. You know what I mean? Like moving on to the next thing. You know what I mean? I don't know yeah, why I, I feel like pick I, up with with Joseph Gordon-Levitt as 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 the next Batman. I don't know what that would have. Oh my goodness, dude! It pisses me off that they didn't do that. I felt like that was the logical well, place to go. Well, because then they bought in Zack Snyder, and also what happened was internally at Warner Brothers you had a power shift. So the guy who was like in charge of like the Dark Knight movies with Christopher Nolan and Jeff Robinoff, he left the studio. He left the studio around the same time. So he was like, like when you had like movies like Argo, um, Dark Knight Rises in that like four year period between, uh, you know. Dark Knight, and then Argo coming out in 2012, Jeff Robinow was in charge of all that at Warner Brothers. He was like, I think he was like the chairman of the studio, and he left. So you had the change, and so then they had, they bought in Kevin Duchara as the chairman of the studio, who was the lead, the head of the studio, and he then bought in Snyder, which kicked off the whole DCEU. So like, that's what happened. And then also, I feel like what happened was with Dark Knight Rises from Dark Knight, with Heath Ledger dying, 
because Heath Ledger was supposed to be in the next movie. So I feel like there was a lot of like emotional connection that they had with Heath that they didn't want to bring into the next movie. So they kind of went in a whole different direction with why Darkness ended up the way it was. Right. Because yeah. I, I also tried to get yeah. So like, no. What are you gonna say? I was gonna say what's interesting in all this is that uh, we've had you on, Clem, and we've and we've been speaking about this, that, and the other. And we've mainly spoken about DC stuff for the whole pod. <laughs> oh, so good. So good. But like, it's like I'm a Marvel I know a lot about this. Like, I'm a Marvel. Like, dude, I like I'm an equal opportunity geek. Okay, so <laughs> like, I don't. I'm not like okay. I'm only Marvel fan. Like, Marvel was pretty much what I enjoy. But I also yeah. enjoy DC. I love Star Wars. I, Star Trek. I've been collecting yeah. the new Harley Quinn series since it dropped. Um, I've also got. <coughs> different versions of detective comics because I love uh, intelligent Batman more than kick-ass Batman. Um, I, I you, you know, there. he's the world's greatest detective. I love seeing that stuff play out in, the, in, in, in just the great storytelling that you can deliver with somebody like Batman. Um, so I have DC stuff that I like. I enjoy. I read. Uh, right. but, as a, but, but as a general rule of thumb, I am a Marvel guy. I just always have been. The big disconnect for me with DC, if I'm being honest, is that Marvel takes place in the quote-unquote real world. I can, yeah. I, my mind exists better to imagine things in New York. In DC, it's just... I imagine Arkham as New York, but I, you know, these other cities and, and such, and the villains, uh, it just, it was always weird to me, uh, the names, the fact that they constantly uh, refer to themselves by their, by their uh, character name rather than their real names. Um, I don't know why. That bugs me no. to some extent. No, I get it, Josh. I get it completely. Like that's that's the same for me. Like my, my fandom, my Marvel fandom is rooted in the real world. You know what I mean? Like that's when I started reading comics as a kid, I instantly gravitated more towards their books because of the reasons you've just listed, pretty much. I, you know, it's encouraging to hear that because I genuinely thought that I may, I, I for the for the same reason that I can't get into shows like uh, Game of Thrones and such because I I just enjoy indoor plumbing. I that's my thing. Like <laughs> I I I just have a problem. I've always had a problem with like fantasy that time. Like I'm not a big Lord of the Rings fan. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. And honestly, I find the lore behind a lot of it fascinating. I just genuinely... I, I rather enjoyed the new trilogy because the old trilogy, man, I got so I got so fucking bored, dude. Like, I, I wasn't even sure what was happening at some points. I was so bored. Um, but, uh... I, I, I totally get the fandoms behind it all. I, I think they're fascinating. Just because it, I don't like it doesn't mean... I don't apply my dislikes to other people. And I think that's where we've gotten with fandom 
is that we thrust our own dislikes into the general space and expect people to take it seriously. When people say, no one asked for this, I like to correct them on Twitter, and I, I like to say, you mean you didn't ask for this. Because if nobody asked for it, then I'm not sure how I exist. Because I did, in fact, ask for a Carol Danvers movie. So... You know, I'm, I'm not sure how to reconcile I mean, your take with my reality. I feel like with fandom, it's like people feel like their opinions should be law with the fandom. That means if if I hate Iron Fist, everybody should hate Iron Fist. If, yeah. I, if I hate Batman, everybody should hate Batman. If I hate Justice League, everybody should hate Justice League. And I feel like because you have, like, now speaking, like, I work in social media. I also feel like social media is a, to blame for all these people thinking like their opinions should be heard. When yes, your opinions should be heard. Yes, your opinions matter. But at the same time, if you're just talking about you know random shit in the family that doesn't matter, like you know, I heard people talking about you know the the season finale of Iron Fist. Now I'm not gonna Iron Fist season two. I'm not gonna say any spoilers. We haven't watched, but like something happens. That leans on the more feminine POV. And people are mad because it's a woman in power. And I'm like, that's actually pretty dope. That's actually pretty dope. And just because that's not something that you want doesn't mean that that's not something that other people want to see. So I feel like that's what fandom has become. And it's kind of kind of sucks. Like, I went to Comic-Con this year... And it was a completely different vibe than years past. So I feel like, one, people need to chill. Because honestly, I have to, we're talking about I want to ask quickly, I want to ask, because um, I've, I've not been fortunate enough <coughs> to tickets to Comic-Con. I'd very much love to go to a San Diego Comic-Con. I've just never had the good fortune of, of being able to is really what it comes down to. Um, it's on a bucket list. I'm much like going anywhere outside the United States. I somehow don't see it ever happening because I don't have that kind of luck, um, or fortune. Life just seems to get in the way of me having that kind of stuff. Uh, which I'm not complaining. I just, it's, it, it's just a fact. It's my, it's my reality. It's, um, but, uh, the question here is going to, to Comic-Con, what I feel like used to be a very intimate gathering of fans and uh, 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 fandoms, uh, where, whereas people were going there to come together, is, is it in fact sort of a representative of, or is social media a representative of the real world where... Comic-Con is now just a completely tense environment with people uh, just or, or, like or is that is that bag. is that overstating it a bit? I actually feel like it's a mixed bag. With Comic-Con look like you'll have the hardcore comic people that like if say I wear a if I wear a Star Trek t-shirt and then it's like oh what do you like about Star Trek? Oh, I just like the characters. And, you know, we'd be like, oh, but what, what series do you like? Uh, you know, 
what do you like Ricard, Kirk versus Ricard? Okay, I like Kirk. But like, how do you like Kirk? He's a bastard. It's all about Ricard. Like, those kind of fans, then you have general fandom. It's, it's mixed bag. And you have people that just go to, like, see what it's about. Um, I feel like Comic-Con can be tense, but it's all in the way that people approach it. Um, now, social media, because social media is heightened now and people have more to say and people know that the studios and that the companies aren't looking and listening to them, people say more things. So I feel like between social media and Comic-Con, you can't really compare because it's a mixed bag. I feel like social media with Twitter is like, it's like a dumpster fire sometimes, but Comic-Con is really is not like that. Um, okay. If that, that makes sense. Yeah, it does. I so, want to... I, I do want to close out, and I think with Adam, you, this this will be helpful to you. I want to talk about something that we've really not talked about, which is kind of funny, and that's um, the upcoming season. We can't talk about Iron Fist because I haven't finished it yet because I've been playing the Spider-Man game so religiously, trying to... So good. Uh, good. Oh my god! I, I'm trying to hundred percent it, and I'm at like eighty-two percent right now. I we're literally doing everything in the game, buying all the suits, everything, all up every damn thing, everything, uh, all it's the crimes, all all the outposts. Every we're going back and doing the optional objectives. Like we just, I, I mean, we're just being stupid with this game, but it's such a fun game that I don't care. I can't wait for the DLC at the end of next month. Um, But uh, (laughs) Iron Fist just went and passed, and now we have an upcoming season of Daredevil, and I believe the Punisher drops in 2019, right? Uh, That's the rumor. I don't know. That's the, I thought I, I I'm sorry I wasn't asking that like in a sneaky way I legit thought that was something no. that was in the public space like it had been confirmed I don't know I know Daredevil the day what was that you're kind of fading away can you hear me now a little <laughs> okay so Daredevil comes out this month that's our I think right. that's public. So, but like Punisher, I have no idea when. Um, but Daredevil looks like it's gonna be dope. Like, we got some screeners for TMR, and I saw maybe two episodes, and I just like, wow. <laughs> what, what, <laughs> is, like, what is already out to... there that is a known fact about Daredevil that can be de- discussed real, real briefly? Um, there was there was a teaser on the end of Iron Fist. For Daredevil season three, that was kind of like very dark. Like, this is like a different kind of mat than we've seen right. than what that teaser was. So that happened. Fisk is back, from what I know. Um, what else? I think that's bullseye, all bullseye, 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 bullseye. So something you want to tell us, Adam? <laughs> big fan, big fan. Just a just a big fan. <laughs> Go ahead and get it out. What, what, all right, talk to us here, Adam. How what are you excited for in this upcoming season of Daredevil? What have the past seasons delivered? Uh what what are you hoping for out of this third season based on those past seasons? 
Oh, well, straight from the jump, like like I just said, I want to see I want to see Bullseye. Like that has to happen. Um, we need to we need to make up for Colin Farrell's um, Colin Farrell's uh, stint as the character many moons ago. But um, <clears throat> so yeah, I want to see that happen. And Clem touched on a point which I think is interesting, and in that it's has, the tone will be dark, um, which I guess will lend to uh, inspiration being drawn from the Frank Miller uh, era of, of Daredevil, which is exciting, This is which is what I want to see. Um, so far, I've been impressed with the show uh, from day one. I, feel, I still think it's the, um, it's the strongest of... Of all the Marvel TV shows that we've seen yet, um, and that's coming whoa, from a ma- whoa, 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 that's wait 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 stop 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 that's coming from a that's coming from a massive Punisher fan, <laughs> like and you know that Josh like you know I'm a big fan of that but I feel like with Daredevil we've had we've got to see more um, of that character because we've had, we've had what two seasons of Daredevil now is that right yeah. Yeah, um, we, 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 we only had one of the Punisher. Electra. You're talking about Electra? No, I was, talking about, I was talking about that dude that Foggy <laughs> and Karen defended, and then Fisk. Oh, uh, yeah, of course, of course, of course, of course. But, like, but that's what I'm saying. Like, if we're talking strictly about the character of Daredevil, like. We've got to see a fair bit of Matt Murdock and you know and his alter ego. We haven't really seen heaps of Frank. Like we've got one season and a, and a little bit. You know what I mean? Like um, I feel like pl- we've seen a lot of Frank, but I would like to see more of Frank mowing down uh, things like he does as things exist around him. You know, Correct. I would like to see more more <laughs> of. Let's see Frank at work, Frank. Yeah, exactly. Like we've seen, we've seen him imprisoned. We've seen him tormented and tortured, um, but we haven't seen what you're saying—that full, you know, full. We saw a um, brief of it at the beginning of the Punisher season when he was running down those guys and and killing yeah. them. But it was really only like that brief little bit, and then it sort of settled into, oh, uh, never mind, that first episode had that really badass ending um, with Frank taking out the entire uh, construction crew and then going and taking out the mob. That that was the Frank that you want to see, but... We, you're right. We, we, we've not. He, a lot of that focused on Frank trying to get away from Dina, uh, as well as trying to take down the, the, the people that are in their way. He and Micro, but that was more of a mission. You know, that's cool. I do want to see that stuff. But show me the little tiffs with guys like Barracuda in the middle. Show me. Uh, uh, Frank taking out the entire Nucci family. Uh, Frank, yeah. taking, you know, I want to see the. I want to see wow. Frank punch. You want to go like? You want to go punish from Max? Is what you want? I do. I do. I really do. Uh, <laughs> well, no, no. Okay. Wow. Take, take, take the current run of the Punisher that's out right now. You have you had Frank in the last run because they just rebooted it, and we're really only two two episodes into Frank trying to regain his name after after the whole Hydra takeover. But but in the previous run, 
with uh, damn, why am I forgetting her name and Greg Rucka? Uh, but she absolutely crushed it. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm honestly having a brain fart, and I feel terrible if I, I don't have my tablet in front of me, or I would pull up. But uh, it, it, the the last run featured uh, Nick Cat or Nick Fury set him out to uh, take out this specific target. But Frank was mowing down entire sets of people, uh, even with um, <coughs> even with uh, uh, what's her name, the Black Widow and uh, Winter Soldier with him. They were mowing down people left and right. So it's it's not necessarily just Punisher Max that does it, although Punisher Max gets very gratuitous with it, and that's the whole point of it, and I love Punisher. Right. I have every available Punisher Max uh, trade paperback, and I collect individual issues of the Punisher just as a matter of, of, of fact. But... Uh, yeah, man, I, I don't know. I, I I I see totally what you're saying with with Daredevil, and I <coughs> my problem is is that last season I I get a lie Electra has to be in it, but I've just never seen it done and been interesting. Like Electra thing was so like honestly, I felt that the best part of season two was the the Frank Castle thing, like. The, the Electra thing to me was sort of a letdown along the same way that Sigourney Weaver ended up kind of being a letdown where you're like, wow, I totally Seriously? thought she, I thought, no, <coughs> her, her acting, perfect. The character, fine. Excuse me. Okay. Okay. The character, fine. I want to I hear, hear your thoughts, Clem. Shoot. Hold on, hold on. I, I have to get out of <laughs> I personally thought she was going to be and do more in terms of taking people out, if that makes sense. I was I was sort of You're sad. About Alexa? By, no, uh Sigourney Weaver oh, and the Defenders. I thought I thought I thought that Electra was somewhat of a letdown in the same way that Sigourney Weaver was somewhat of a letdown as the principal character because I thought the Electra storyline was just really awkward and it didn't end. Like, it ended the way that it always ends with those two, but it was it was really oddly done. Um, and then Sigourney Weaver was, you know, supposed to be this badass, and then she's taken out super quickly, and it's just like, wow, um, what? And I, I, I don't know, I, okay. I just, I don't know. Okay, so far, well, Madam Gow has been more powerful than some of the other people, you know? Fair. I feel like, yes, Sigourney, I feel like... Personally speaking, Sigourney Weaver was wasted in Defenders. She was wasted. Now with Elektra, I feel like with Elektra, I feel like I feel like I feel like Elodie Young got exactly what Elektra was. I feel like it was the MCU version of Elektra, so I thought she was like pitch perfect. Now if we're talking Elektra from the comics, she was not Elektra from the comics because Elektra from the comics does a lot more fucked up shit. So but for what for her being in the MCU, for being what she was, I was like, she's perfect. She was like really on point. Now yeah, the whole situation her, her. with the hand, the hand was like 
overdone. <coughs> like, I feel like the yeah. end should have been, like... Much better? Daredevil Season 2, Iron Fist Season 1, and then, like, first couple episodes of Defenders, then there's a whole new threatened Defenders. I feel like that's what it should have been. Not so much with the hand being, like, ongoing in the MCU for the Netflix shows. So, like... Yeah, like, the, the hand have almost turned... Like, but I enjoyed it. I, I, like, I enjoyed it for what it was. So, but yeah, I'll agree with you. Sigourney was wasted. I feel like Electra though, was dope. I feel like she's dope. Yeah, same. I, like I agree. I, I really liked Electra, man. Elodie Young's good, man. I, I liked the, like, I liked the character of her. It's the writing around the character and the use of the character and, and why you, like... That. Having Electra be subservient to the hand, and it was just all really, really weird. And I, was, I don't I, know. Dude. I respect. I respect you. I just like. I don't know. When I hear her say "Hello, Matthew," I was like, "Oh my god!" And like, I was like, I like get goosebumps because it's like, it's like you see it. It's like Electra, like Electra's like sexy and she's badass. Like, and she doesn't take any shit, and she is like completely what you want her to like the writing around the character I'll, I, I'll, I'll give you that but the way that the character is positioned in the show was really sure sure the key is starting to recognize strong performances of characters that weren't necessarily written very well or or like like look you have whatever position you want on the first season of Iron Fist. The simple fact of the matter is, is Danny's ignorance borderlined on maddening, man. Like, how stupid they wrote that character made me want to punch a wall during the show. Like, I am not making this up. This is not an exaggeration. Like, no, no, no I literally I wanted to punch a wall at times, because I'm like, what the fuck? You know, like, <laughs> just, you, you just oh, like, okay. how? <laughs> okay, I'll say this. Did you see our, did you see, did you see Danny and Luke Case season two? Yes, 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 and I, that was Dude, a complete night and day. Complete night and day, man. Complete night and see it? Huh? Adam. Adam. Yeah, no, I was just, I was just agreeing with you, Clem. Like, a complete, complete nine day. Like, I was like, wow, this is a strong character now. You know what I mean? Like, the the, the writing like, and like, and his portrayal was completely different as well. You know what I mean? Like, you still had Danny being like, oh, I like dragons, blah blah blah. I punch a dragon in the heart kind of thing. You still had him doing it, but he was yeah. chill. It's just like he was just like, I don't give a. F- fuck about anything and i'm just gonna do me and yeah he had exactly this kind of self-service like cockiness so i was like this is the daily thing that people want to see iron yeah. fist season one shouldn't have happened and iron fist season one was like it was from all accounts of, like, bad. I, like iron fist season one was a matter of timing and not circumstance Right. Right. Well, he didn't have it was more about like train. everything. He's gonna have his time as long train. There was they a lot of stuff that had to be six months. Right, all of it. So, but then you have in humans that humans like 
was like, and I told, I told, you know, the editor-in-chief of TMR, Andy Bach, that, dude, humans is going to suck because you, like, they're rushing in humans. They rushed in humans. And if, it, if you're going to do in humans, in humans needs to be like an Independence Day kind of meets, like, a Marvel Universe meets, like, a Game of Thrones kind of vibe. That's yeah. what Inhumans should be. That's not what it was. Yeah. So, like, and they were rushing it. And, like, the only person that I liked from the casting was Anson Mount and uh, Ewan Rian for Maximus. So, when you brought those two on, I was like, okay, great. That's all I care about. But the whole cast, the rest of the casting, I didn't care. When they said Swerger, Squad, and Juice, I was like, okay. I was like, okay. And I don't mean any disrespect to those actors. But I was like, okay, now I know what this is going to be. Yeah, I went to the premiere. I I actually, I liked Crystal fine. I agree with you on Maximus and Anson Mount. I thought Anson Mount did a good job without being able to speak. Um, I I thought that... uh, you know, for 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 what he was, I it it was fine. Um, but yeah. I mean, you knew what the show was going to be the minute you saw that. You you know, you're like, well, all right, man. This is this is this is going to be one of those. If you're a Marvel fan who watches everything, saddle up because the next eight episodes aren't exactly going to blow you away. <laughs> so. Like I felt like. When they said, like, I've always said that Black Bolt needs to be a John Hamm-like casting, and they went and got Anson Mount, so I was like, that was the next best thing. Because, like, if you bring the whole kind of self-assuredness, quietness that Don Draper has to Black Bolt, that's exactly what you're, that's exactly what Black Bolt is. So then they got Anson Mount, what'd you say? Oh, nothing. Go go ahead and finish this thought, and then I'll ask no, you I was the just, last question. Because it doesn't follow, so it's better to finish the thought on Anson Mount. No, like, I just felt like Anson Mount was exactly what they were going for, but then when you brought in, like, the Surrender Swans, and then you started rushing the storyline, and then you said it in Hawaii, I'm like, what are you doing? It should always be based on Adelaide. So, those are just my thoughts, speaking as personally as a fan and not from the business that's fair. Um, I, all right, so we'll get you out of here on this. What? I mean, it's going to be a while because the deal has to close in 2019, you would presume, and then it's going to be a hot minute, I think, before uh, the X-Men are brought back because you you want to have time and with, with for the public to separate themselves largely from the idea of, of James McAvoy and uh, Michael Fassbender, because they're probably going to recast those roles, which does kind of suck. I, I I actually would be cool with Marvel keeping uh, quite a bit um, of those characters, uh, but I understand why you would separate from it completely. Um, what I think will happen is that you're gonna wa- they're going to want to introduce the first family. Um, and, and they're going to want to get that right because you have, you know, Galactus, Silver Surfer. Yeah. Um, because it's, it's the whole cosmic side. Yeah. I mean, it's you, you basically have everything. The Fantastic Four introduced everything to everybody. And um, Doctor Doom deserves to be done right. He deserves to be a villain on the level of Thanos. Um, 
maybe yes. maybe you beat him in the first go round, but that's that's why he comes back stronger, better, with a better plan, a little bit more well thought out, and and, and he he beats you at every turn because he's one of the smartest in the MCU. Um, I I think that Doctor Doom deserves that. Uh, the Fantastic Four can be whatever you want them to be, but I feel like Doctor Doom needs to be brought in, as does Galactus, as does the Silver Surfer. Um, in fact, Galactus would make for a fantastic, like, phase arc. Um, yes, if, he if, would. Because I are you going to ask me about fan casting? Yeah, I was going to say more of. I was going to ask you a very specific question. You mentioned John Hamm, and a lot of people are trying to cast him in a superhero role. I see John Hamm as as a very, very matter-of-fact, invigorating uh, uh, Magneto. I could see him as I could see him as Charles too, but I I think Magneto better suits his personality. I feel like Magneto is great. I feel like Magneto would be a good John Hamm role for him. I feel like that's a good role for him to take on. Um, I don't, I'm very close to the action, so I have a lot of opinions on the X-Men. Um, I have a lot of opinions on the X-Men. But if you're talking about the first family, I have like my choices set for cast. Okay, okay. So t- yeah, give me your first family cast. Okay, so Reed Richards, Andrew Lincoln, Walking Dead. Okay, that would be cool. That would be very cool. Uh, it, for Invisible Woman, Sue Storm, Emily Blunt would be great. Blake Lively would be good. After I saw her movie, A Simple Favor, I think she could mm-hmm. pull it off. So either Blake, like Lively Blake Lively or Lively. Um, for the thing, I'm gonna go with. Ron Perlman as like motion capture. The problem the is, is that no matter what you do <coughs> with Ron Perlman, you cannot get rid of Ron Perlman's chin. Exactly, exactly, and that's why he would be so good as Ben Graham. And then right. I'm going to go with Hunter Parrish for uh, Johnny Storm. Hunter Parrish. Who? Who? Is that? who, like, who? Oh, Hunter like, Parrish. Okay. Yep. Who? Like, you know, you know who he is. No, who? Who he's is he? A, he He's been like he's been like a mainly TV actor for like the show called Hand of God. He's been in like other roles. I think he was in Weeds at one point. Um, yeah, I think he was. Glenn. Yeah, like, yeah. So like him doing like the whole cocky surfer boy vibe for Johnny Storm is perfect. But if we're talking X Men, I have a lot of feelings. Actually, first thing X Men, Angela Bassett should be Storm. I don't know if you can do it now because she is a Black Panther. Um, but yeah. if you're going to take Storm, like, I think you should give that to Lashana Lynch. Oh, wait, no, she's in Captain Marvel now. And yep. She's, she's, <laughs> she's Photon. Like, I was like, yep. damn it. Like, they're getting all the good roles. But, um, like, Storm is one that I don't think you can really, like, cast lightly. Um, what about Taraji? Also, Taraji? Not for Storm. Okay, fair enough. I I I, I, I kind of see it, but I also wasn't sure about. I wasn't. I, I was not convinced of it when I put it out there. We'll say. 
if I if honestly honestly I feel like Taraji should be more of like a DCU actor because she should go darker with she can go darker with it. So I like if they didn't do Kristen Wiig, I would have given Sheeta Taraji to Taraji if they didn't cast Kristen Wiig because that would have been dope. Um, just go just go back saying, to to the Fantastic Four for one second, Clem. Who would you want to see cast as Doctor Doom? John Hamm, I've repositioned myself no. and my opinion. Yeah. Matthew Reese, the the Americans. I've been saying for years that he should be in a superhero movie, and I feel like Doctor Doom is perfect for him because he can do okay. humor. He can be very sinister. If you watch the Americans, the dude has range, so okay. he would be great for Doctor Doom. <coughs> and what about and Galactus? Yeah. That's a hard one. Galactus is a hard one. Should be James. Now, don't Jones. kill me for this. No, like that's like that's like AIDS casting. It's like AIDS <laughs> casting. Yeah, um, but, but but you can I'm have saying, that like Mufasa, like I am the life bringer. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I. You know what? I think Galactus. I don't want to see a Galactus more than I want to see a Nihilus. Okay. Like, okay. I feel like since Galactus has been fucked, like, I feel like I didn't want to see Nihilus. <laughs> Who? I was laughingly saying David Spade would be a great Nihilus. <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding. Um, I, I can't you know, take a Nihilus like, seriously. Yeah, Really? Dude, no, I, I'm not saying he's not a great character. What I'm saying is I can't take him seriously. Like, like he he accomplishes a lot of shit, dude, but but there are so many portrayals of him where like he's just uh man is he a different guy, you know? Like he doesn't care who he has to annoy or or Infest the takeover. Oh, but I it's... just thought of someone for Galactus. Okay. I just thought of someone for Galactus. Jason Isaacs. Jason Isaacs. What do I know that name? Okay, so he was he was Malfoy's father in Harry Potter. Okay. Sure yeah. Because he was the father, and he was Lorca in Star Trek Discovery. Okay. So. I feel like Jason Isaacs would be a good Galactus. That would be like amazing. Interesting. I'm, I'm pulling it up because like okay. he does evil roles really well. He does evil really well, and I feel okay. like put a little bit of a voice change on him. That's your Galactus right there. Motion capture uh, and voice. I've got I've got one more for you, Clem. I got one more for you. All right. It's 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 All controversial. Right. It's controversial. Because we don't even know when it's going to happen, but I'm going to say Moon Knight. Who would be a good Mark Spector? John Hamm for yes. Mark Spector. Yes, yes, that's exactly what I was thinking yes. before when you guys were talking about John Hamm. Dude, this is why I vibe with you two. So, John Hamm, dude. We're going to find a role John for Hamm. you, John. <laughs> <laughs> like, John. <laughs> 
should be Moon Knight. That's the only person that I can think of being Moon Knight. Yeah. Because, like, everyone wants him to be Batman. Everybody wants him to be Clark Kent. But, like, he's not going to gonna want to do something that's been done over and over again. He's going to uh-huh. go right with the casting. So, Moon Knight... Right there, which is that kind of Batman type, but he's also got DID, which could be very yep, exactly. Hands. So I think Moon Knight needs to be done in such a way that you take the the DID so very seriously. (coughs) At the same time, there's there's a greatness about him, like. He has some really cool encounters with Black Panther, you know, because of that whole Africa thing. Um, mm-hmm. Right. And I've tried to read a little bit more of Moon Knight. Um, thankfully, he's not as bad as Sentry, but that guy is. He, he has a de- he has a decent rogues gallery too. Like there's characters yeah, that they could t- like villains they can take and put into this modern day world that would still work you know what i mean like so even some of the older ones like they have to tweak them a little bit of course but like they did with killmonger in, in black panther but like it could definitely work I, I i can see it on the big screen i can see him with the cow jumping off the jumping out of his ship jumping off buildings like there's there's so much they could do with that character and it kills me that we're we're not in more advanced stages of talking about this you know what i mean Come on, Figgy! Come on, Kevin! Give it to me, Kevin! (laughs) I feel like I feel like the whole thing right now is I feel like once the Disney streaming surface comes out, then you're gonna get a lot of what people are asking for. They want to see Heroes for Hire. People want to see Moon Knight. They want to see Miss Marvel. They want to see Miss Marvel. They want to see yes, yes. They want to see everything in this MCU. We need Miss mm. Marvel. We need Miss Marvel cast. We need Miss Marvel with a director. Like that should be one of the first damn properties out of the gate with Disney streaming service. It should just be. It should. It should be. It should be one of the first. It should be big properties out of the gate. Like there is literally no reason not to have Kamala Khan right now. I don't care if you want to play her as an Inhuman. Um, who later finds out that she was misidentified once you have closed the deal <coughs> on um, the word mutant. Um, but uh, I don't care how you do it, whether you want to cast her as an inhuman or mutant, uh, that you just don't say the word. She should be one of the first properties out of the gate. And, and I'm not sure who I would cast her as, but I feel like that's a a Chris Hemsworth waiting to happen. Like you're you're gonna tell me who I need to see in that role. I'm not going to tell you. Like, and this should right. be done. Like, not only is she one of the most entertaining books that Marvel has, she's starting to build up a decent rogues gallery. Ironically enough, of leftover Spider-Man villains. Like the Tinkerer and Shocker and so on and so forth. But uh, you have the whole story with Bruno and whatnot and, and you know, her trying to balance her religion with, with being a very modern Muslim teenage girl. I, I just, I, like, I, that's that gonna happen. 
That's coming. That's, that's, that's like uh, obviously I'm not a Marvel insider or anything like that, but there's no way in hell Disney's not going to capitalize on that and and push forth no. a character like that. You know what I mean? Like in this day and age, like and with their you know with their history of of strong female characters, like that's that's a given. Like 100. percent And I I'll would say love this: to see her in her oh. own movie. Personally, I think she should have a film franchise, but I would rather see her in some way than for her to languish in possible ways. If Disney now owns these things, like they're not optioned to Netflix, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, you can then cast your character that can remain going forward. You know, you don't have to be like, oh, we love everybody that uh, Netflix casts. Um, <coughs> although... I think Netflix has pretty much hit the nail on the head with 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 most of the characters. Um, so, what were, you, what, what were you gonna say a second ago, Clint? No, I was gonna say like if Kamala doesn't get her own film series, I would love to see her get her own TV series under Feige and not under Loki. Yeah. I will say that I feel like I feel like Marvel TV should have like a say from like a broad like a broadcast streaming quality kind of POV but I feel like now that they're doing these like limited series based off Loki and Scarlet Witch Kamala should be one of those people after Captain Marvel comes out you leave an easter egg or a breadcrumb that links to the TV series and the whole TV series is under Feige's direction and not Marvel TV Marvel TV has a say but they are not the end reveal because yeah, Feige right. would at least like shape it right to make sure it fits, especially coming on the heels of what Captain Marvel is. Because now that Marvel Studios and Marvel TV is like separated under the corporate banner of Disney, that they're two there's two separate entities. They don't interact, which is ridiculous, yeah. but well, Pearl and Feige do not like each other. It's just no, we, and then that extends to Kevin Feige and Loeb not liking each other because they have to deal with Pulmer, Perlmutter. So it's like, I feel like Marvel Marvel Studios should have a say in what that character is. Mm. And I feel like Kamala might work better as a limited series and not as a movie. Not because that she doesn't have enough like, um, like cannon fodder to go over fans, but I feel like you could be, it could be very high quality, well done. Like series, very, like, it can be a very intimate what? series that that showcases what? the the because you're going to put the Muslim portion of this in view. It there makes zero what? sense to cast Kamala and then not touch on her her Muslim background. Like you'd be doing a disservice do to the character. <laughs> yeah, I'd be and pissed I, off I, if they didn't do that. You need to do that. That's why it's like I like I feel like. Kamala is worthy of having her own film. I don't want anybody to take my words, twist them out, because she's worthy of it. But I feel like you could have more time. If with it were Kamala controlled under, under Feige, you're saying that it would make I, sense to have a very fleshed out. Get, instead of having just a two hour film, you have eight, <sighs> ten hours. Of 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 interaction, a, a much more intimate setting. You can go much further with some of these ideas than you could in a two-hour movie, where you have to pick and choose and balance how you want to do it. It allows you to do more. 
Exactly. And, and the whole if thing Feige's is, if casting, Feige. then that means he has a way to then bring it to the larger screen. Be whereas if it were developed by Loeb, it could still be a great TV show, but chances that Feige would then use it diminish. Right, and that's my whole point. And also, we saw what Captain, we saw what Agent Carter was under Feige because Feige was involved with Agent Carter. Now, Agent Carter did get canceled, but that's not Feige's fault. That I feel like Cap, um, Agent Carter was in a shady time slot. Yeah, Agent I feel Carter like was they put it in a shitty time slot, and they didn't do enough of the. They talk about how she was the, one of the founding members of S.H.I.E.L.D., but they never tried to found S.H.I.E.L.D. That was never a background right. story. And sure, maybe they would have gotten to that if they passed it in three, but if I, I feel like if they sowed those seeds and made it more interesting to people, brought it to the movie, uh, brought it to the... the, 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 the or the big screen elements into the TV show with the founding of shield in a way that only they could do then it would have it would have done better but they never did any of that and then the time slot sucked but the show i actually thought the second season was was was, was a lot better than the first and i thought the first season was great i and i agree and like if you have that kind of quality of storytelling with kabbalah it'll be great it'll be like like when i think of what marvel tv has done the first season of Luke Cage, the first season of Daredevil, and the second and third seasons of Agents of, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. are the best of what Marvel TV has put out. And Jessica Jones season one. I feel like season two. Jessica Jones season one is great TV. I feel like it was too slow. But mm -hmm. those are the best series that Marvel TV has Dude, Killmonger so, is one of the better, not Killmonger, uh, Killgrave is one of the best villains they David Tennant has just been phenomenal. It, yeah, he was amazing. Amazing, man. I loved the first season of Jessica Jones, and the second season of Jessica Jones made me want to stop watching the franchise. Like, my God, the way they have... Yeah, dude, the way they developed Trish was so aggravating on the background of a very oddly developed relationship with her mother that they put out there with her being and then Trish killing her well, sorry spoiler alert um you know <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, at the end, and, and you're like what? wait a minute dude like the way that that just sort of you know like dude oh my goodness how oh no no no, no dude like there would have been so many uh no Trish just walked away from that without any, like, how do you kill somebody's mom and they not go aggro on your ass? Like, and she kind of did, but Trish really, I don't know, dude. Yeah, that whole season was just, it was very frustrating in so many ways. And and I love Hellcat. Like, Hellcat is, is a great character in the comics, and I don't mind. I, I liked Trish in season one. I don't get the way that she was just. Season two was so odd to me. It was just so odd. It, Honestly, it almost, I feel like. It almost made Trish go from super, super confident to the world's most insecure individual who felt she needed super powers to do something better than what she was doing. 
I feel like with Trish, I know we got to end, but like I feel like with Trish, I feel like they did that to separate Trish from what Jessica is. Because also, in the comics, while they interact in the comics, they're not besties like they are in the comics, right? So I feel like they did that so Trish could be her own person and not under the heels of the shadow of what Jessica is. Because Jessica is a larger-than-life personality, and anybody that is under like a side character, Jessica, no one cares about. People like them, but they're not necessarily the focal. So I feel that they did that for their, like, oh, wait, Trish did that? Like, I wasn't surprised when they did that with Trish. Because also, Trish has also been kind of like, when she took the inhaler in season one, and then started using it again and more in season two, or the pills in season one and the inhaler in season two, like, they were kind of developing that storyline. So when they when they shot her mom, I was when she shot her mom, I was like, okay, I get it. I understand. I understand exactly what they're doing. I, so, I get the separation of a man, but did you need her to murder her mom to do that? Like, was that I that? I didn't need that. I didn't need that, but I get what they were doing. And I'm not saying like I initially co-sign approve it. I'm just like, I understand what they're doing. I'm kind of in the middle of the road with it. Um, like, that makes sense. It was just frustrating like, to me. It was frustrating no, in the same way that Danny Rand's character in season one of Iron Fist uh, was frustrating. Or hell, even at the end of, of Defenders, where he's like, I know what you're doing, Madam Gal, and it's not going to work. Two seconds later, I'm going to help you do it. It's like, what the, what just happened? What just, did you, you literally just well, said you were going to fire a fist on her. Like, ah, that, uh, yeah. No. Like, Danny, Danny, Danny in the MCU is, if they, if, if I would have had my wish list of what Danny Rand would have been, they would have gone after Matt Barr or Danny Rand Iron Fist, not Finn Jones. Matt Barr should have been Iron Fist. Matt Barr was in the running to actually be the Flash. But they went with Grant Gustin. So, Matt Barr is like, he's like he's like a TV actor, but he was in the Half-Lords and McCoy's history series. And he was, I think he was a McCoy. Um, don't which, quote me on that. Which, which, like, yeah, I watched that recently. That was on Netflix. I watched that yes. not that long ago. It was, yeah. So, like, Matt Barr of what Iron Fist was would have... For Matt, for Matt Barr, Iron Fist would have been perfect because he has the whole tracksuit, Danny Rand, I'm from Kunlun, but I'm still chill kind of vibe. He right. was also in Hellcats, too, with um, Ali Machalka way back when. So he would have been good. But when you went to set Finn Jones, I was like, okay, oh, we'll see what this is. So I'm not surprised that Iron Fist. I'm not surprised Iron Fist season one ended up being what it was, especially when you had Scott Buck, the guy who pretty much ruined Dexter. Oh well, wow. as showrunner. So I was oh, like, wow. okay. So I'm like, I don't hate say no, one of Iron Fist. Say no more. Say no more, Clem. I, I didn't even know that he was involved. <clears throat> he did the later seasons of Dexter. So like. And I love Dexter. I love the first, like, four or five seasons of Dexter I was in. Now, there, Same, were, there were peaks and valleys to them. 
But yeah. when then you started getting into so like you being in, you bring in like Yvonne Strahovski's character, I was out. So when they said Scott Buck is running Iron Fist, I was like, Uh-oh. okay. I was like, I was like, and usually I tend to try to be positive about it because I'm like, who knows? We we don't know what this is gonna be. I said, I feel like I had that same response of Heath Ledger being a Joker, and then I was like, whoa, wait, what? This this. Keith Ledger? That's Keith Ledger? Like, that's my reaction. So, like, I learned a lesson from that, so I try to, like, when I see fag casting, when I see fat casting, I'm like, okay, maybe this might be good. But when they said Scott Buck, I was like, okay, but we'll see how this turns out. I was like, I don't I don't know. So I was like, I didn't necessarily hate it, but I didn't love it either. Right. So, like, and I've worked in, like, entertainment studios enough, and I've worked in entertainment, and I've worked in music enough to know what what these are gonna be, so I'm like, okay, we'll see what ha- we'll see what's gonna happen. So I'm not surprised at what Iron Fist was. I'm not surprised Danny Rand is the moral Iron Fist wet sworn weapon of Kunlun, sworn enemy of the hand. I'm not I'm not surprised. So I just like I look at what the Netflix series has done, and I love what they've done with Luke Cage, especially Daredevil was like some of the best television that I've ever seen. Jessica Jones. Slow as fuck, but still great television. Yeah. So, what matters going forward with Marvel TV and Marvel Studios? Who knows? I feel like if they were smart, they would do a Heroes for Hire series. They would do a Heroes for Hire series. Kamala would be a Netflix character or a Marvel Mm -hmm. Studios character. And then Moon Knight. Yeah. Yeah, Ghost Rider would be cool too. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Not they waste Cage, Ghost Rider. though. Not Cage. <laughs> no, no. Who <laughs> no, recently no, no, said no. that if he were brought back and it were rated R, it would do massive. Uh, uh, it would it would be great. No, Nick is well. That may be true as long as you weren't involved. Like you know, <laughs> just just not you, dude. Yeah. Uh, and man, dude, we we could go on and on and on, but you've got a party to get ready for. Adam's got a day to look forward to. I want to go play Spitterman, um, as I as I affectionately call it. Um, but but Clem, man, I think we covered a super wide variety of topics. I'm I'm happy with today's podcast, Adam. I realize that we uh, decided to eighty six you from the conversation, but how as a listener, how do you feel? No, I don't feel eighty sixth at all, guys. Like I, 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 I um, what did you say? Sorry, what was that? No, I said I feel bad. For, I feel bad for like eighty sixing out. No, 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 no. Don't don't feel bad at all, Clem. Like I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that we'll have more opportunities to have you back on. But like, um, you know, it's been interesting to hear your side of things, and um, you know, I'm I'm happy to just uh, sort of. Getting where I can fit in at times. So don't feel bad at all, guys. It's all good. All right. Well, all right. we will we will definitely have you got back on. We want to thank Clem. And, of course, I want to thank our sponsors, uh, Blog Talk Radio slash Spreaker and Scotty Boy. Uh, I want to give a huge shout-out and thank you to you for – uh, standing by recording and helping us erase an earlier faux pas because, you know, sometimes you just don't open a podcast 
uh, uh, strong and you need to redo it. Everybody who's done podcasts will know, will understand and appreciate that. Sometimes you just got to start over, damn it. Um, Absolutely, so, guys. Uh, we we uh, will be back with another episode. Uh, we're trying to get in more frequently here. Uh, Adam now has a better sense of what is needed from him at, at, at his new gig. And, uh, yeah, as always, just balancing up a time with with uh, the fact that we live on two different continents is, is, is pretty, <laughs> pretty important. So uh, one of want to thank Adam for, for his time, and uh, we will be back soon with an all-new episode. So uh, thanks, everybody, for listening, and uh, yeah, we'll catch you next time. Peace. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.